does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org is their website. More basketball coming up. Talking some semi-state action around the state. Some college basketball. Uh, professional basketball. Right now, though, the man is going to catch you up on who's coming in to play for the championships. It's the star of the show. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. All right, Coach, thanks so much. Let's get started. The 4A semi-state round. We'll touch on everybody here at the top of the hour, but beginning with 4A from Michigan City this morning. Kokomo belted Fort Wayne Wayne 73-51, and then Penn exploded on Hammond Central 108-70. 108 points for Penn to get to the semi-state title game, and then in an instant classic, fabulous in Michigan City. Kokomo just edging Penn by a penny, 58-57. to Kokomo's heading to Indianapolis to face Ben Davis. From Newcastle, Ben Davis began the day hammering Bloomington North, 78-55. Brownsburg took down Jennings County, 51-47. And in the semi-state title game, Ben Davis handling Brownsburg, 66-38. We went over Class 3A through 1A. For much of the 10 o'clock hour, here are your matchups from those levels. In Class 3A, Northwood beat Delta from Elkhart, 51-36. They had to Indianapolis to square off with Garen Catholic, who had no problem with Scottsburg, 56-40. That game was in Seymour. In Class 2A, Linton Stockton heading to the state championship game, 64-56. They beat Brownstown Central. That was in Southport. And then Fort Wayne Blackhawk. Getting by Lewis Cass in big fashion, 75-58 from Logansport. Fort Wayne Blackhawk meets Linton Stockton for a state title next weekend. And in Class A from Lafayette, Jeff, Southwood, 64. Marquette Catholic, 56. Southwood now awaits to meet Indianapolis Lutheran, who stays right at home at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, handling Rock Creek Academy, 55-47. Again, your state title games next weekend. Here they are, Class A. Southwood goes against Indianapolis Lutheran. In Class 2A, it's Linton Stockton versus Fort Wayne Blackhawk. 3A features Northwood matching up with Garen Catholic. And in 4A, a battle of the heavyweights, Ben Davis and Kokomo. To some college basketball, we'll touch on the NCAA tournament here momentarily. Indiana State was in action today from the CBI, beating USC Upstate 67-62. Josh Schertz's team now awaits on either Eastern Kentucky or Cleveland State in the next round of the CBI. NAIA National Championship game. Indiana Tech was down double digits with under eight minutes to go in this one. They mounted quite the comeback Falling by two to the College of Idaho, 73-71. College of Idaho actually lived down the street from that campus when I was calling games in Boise to start my baseball career. Beautiful campus, College of Idaho, NAIA National Champions over Indiana Tech, 73-71. But in good news, the Bethel Pilots, NCCAA National Champs, beating Clinton College. They're from South Carolina, final 78 
to 72. Indiana Pacers fall tonight to the Philadelphia 76ers, 141-121. Pacers are 32-39. and They got a 25-point performance from Aaron Neesmith. Okay, now to the NCAA tournament. If you want to watch the Indiana Hoosiers, you got to wait just over 24 hours from now. Hoosiers get the five-seeded Miami Hurricanes tomorrow at 8.40. Game on TNT from Albany, New York. Hoosiers are favored by two points after their opening round win against Kent State. Miami beat Drake to get to this point in the round of 32. As for right now, for the second straight year, a 15 seed is in the Sweet 16. Princeton over seven-seeded Missouri, 78-63. Of course, St. Peter's last year went to the Elite Eight. Princeton now has a chance to do that. A one seed fell today, the Kansas Jayhawks. Beaten by the Arkansas Razorbacks, who were an eight seed, 72-71. Duke also falls to Tennessee, 65-52. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We're glad you are with us tonight because we've had a lot of fun. We talk a lot of basketball, and we have an awful lot of basketball to continue to talk about. One of my favorites Kurt Darling joins me from the ISC Sports Network. He worked the Lafayette Jefferson uh, semi-state today. Southwood comes out of that. They beat Marquette Catholic in the championship game after Southwood had beaten Fountain Central and Marquette Catholic had beaten Couts. Kurt, thanks so much for your time. Tell me about your day at Lafayette, uh, Jeff, and what seems to be a pretty interesting, uh, really interesting semi-state location. Yeah, that's right, uh, Coach. The Crawley Center was uh, hopping with a lot of 1A schools, uh, particular Marquette Catholic and Southwood. You know, Southwood on paper was probably the underdog out of the four teams in this semi-state because the other three had won at least 20 games games coming into this one. Southwood was below 500 going into the postseason. They had a 9-12 and record. Well, they've now won their last five straight games. They've, they've won their last five games in a row with this one, and they advanced to the state finals for the first time since 2018 when they lost to Morristown that year. But right. it was a heck right. of a semi state final in this one here. Marquette Catholic, of course, as you mentioned, knocking off Couts in a back-and-forth battle in the second game of the morning session. Southwood getting past Fountain Central and coach I would have to say that I probably there were probably six million fouls called in that opening game <laughs> because the Southwood press was probably some of the best full court pressure I think I have ever seen from any team that really? I have ever called for high school mm-hmm. basketball yes they and to put that in perspective Fountain Central the number two team in the state they turned the right. ball over 21 times in the Yikes. game because of that pressure So, Mm -hmm. basically, Southwood was able to take that pressure into this game against Marquette Catholic. Granted, Marquette Catholic handled it it a little bit better. In fact, it was the Blazers who were up at the end of quarter number one, but that was when Southwood really started hitting from outside. They hit four three-pointers in the second quarter to take a seven-point lead going into halftime. And then the Southwood press going into the second half really ramped, ramped things up again even more. They kept Marquette Catholic down through quarter number three. But then Marquette was able to cut it back to one after hitting four three-pointers of their own in the fourth quarter. But still, Southwood was able to keep the lead throughout that second half. And mind you, Coach, they made it the entire fourth quarter without hitting a single free throw. Every point mm. that they scored in the, four, in the fourth quarter, rather, mm. came from the foul strike. They didn't hit a single right. field goal in the Got fourth it. quarter. So 
just very impressive win for Southwood considering the fact that they lost 12 games during the regular season. So what's the reason for the turnaround? Is there a way to quantify <laughs> why they made this turnaround? at this? Obviously, you want to be playing this type of basketball at this particular time, but how did they do it? Well, there's a, a couple of reasons, and of course, uh, I'm citing Coach uh, Christian Perry um, saying in, in for these reasons for the turnaround, but he said that this is a Southwood team that lost their first five games of the regular season. They went 0-5 to start, and Coach Perry really actually kind of took that upon himself, saying, well, I'm a first-year head coach, so you know, it's kind of some growing pains getting used to this team, but also... Right. They had some football players going deep in the in the football state tournament, so right, they were right. really kind of gelling and getting to know each other through that first half of the season. And needless to say, finally gotten together. They won that last last three games of regular season, and I guess it's the proverbial cliche: getting hot at the right time for this crew. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. Now tell me about the Fountain Central matchup earlier in the day. As you mentioned, they're highly ranked, probably come in as the favorite. How did that game go? Like I said, it was just foul upon foul upon foul. But yes. granted, you know, Southwood was a, Southwood's coach, Christian Perry, told me during the week that their defense jump starts their offense. Well, that's really right. exactly what happened in that opening game. That pressure was immense from Southwood and Fountain Grant, you know, they they were they they seen they said they were prepared, but I don't think they were really prepared for how much pressure Southwood was willing and able to apply. They had right. that full court pressure literally from start to finish. They did not let up at all during the entire four quarters of that basketball game. It resulted in twenty one turnovers and as a result, Cole Weiner, the senior for Southwood, he had twenty three points in that game. The other senior, Nathan Laner, added seventeen as well. And so it really opened up a lot of things. And Fountain Central was just really unable to find an answer for the immense pressure that Southwood was able to apply throughout that game. All right. Kurt Darling, Lafayette Jefferson, semi-state 1A. It's uh, Southwood coming to town uh, to take on. um, They'll be playing for the 1A championship with a great win over Marquette Catholic. All right, Kurt, I want you to hang on. Through this scoreboard update, we're going to come back and talk about the Indiana Lions. How's that sound? Sounds great, Coach. Perfect. Kurt Darling from the ISC Sports Network will stay with us, and we'll talk more basketball on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We continue our semi-state coverage, the IHSAA Boys Basketball State Tournament. Let's go back to Class A, where today from Lafayette, Jeff, Southwood defeated Fountain Central 63-57. Then Couts fell to Marquette Catholic 55-50. The day ended Southwood punching their ticket to Indianapolis, 64-56 winners against Marquette Catholic. Then Southwood awaited on Indianapolis Lutheran to finish off in Washington. Lutheran began the day just getting by Lagoti, 67-66. Maybe the best ball game statewide today besides what we just saw between Kokomo and Penn in Class 4. That's a story for a different update. Jack Sendell then went on to fall to Rock Creek Academy, 58-47. The semi-state title game in Washington was between Lutheran and Rock Creek Academy. Lutheran Handled them 55-47. to 47. Your Class A state championship game, Southwood 
and Indianapolis Lutheran here in Indianapolis from Gamebridge Fieldhouse next weekend. As for what happened from Gamebridge Fieldhouse tonight, Philadelphia 76ers by 20 against the Pacers. 141-121, Aaron Neesmith dropped 25 points. Miles Turner added, added an extra 20. Andrew Nemhart, very good game, 22 points in 37 minutes on the floor. NCAA tournament as we speak right now. Games are finishing out for the evening. Just one more to go. One half to go, that is. Top-seeded Alabama up on Maryland, 28-23 with 20 minutes to go. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save Lives.org is their website. Kurt Darling from the ISC Sports Network rejoins us. We just talked about the Lafayette Jeff Semi State. In addition to that, Kurt, and we've had Kurt uh, on the show before, uh, talk about the Indiana Lions, our ABA franchise that plays out in Danville. And, Kurt, um, you wanted to talk about what's coming up with the Lions. they got some important things coming up, right? Yeah, that's right, Coach. The Indiana Lions, a big win today against the Music City Jazz. That means that they are going to be facing the Clarksville Phoenix for the ABA Midwest Region Championship tomorrow. And if they win that championship, they will be representing the Midwest Region in the ABA playoffs, which is the national tournament among the 200 teams that take part in the American Basketball Association in its iteration now. So, Big big game tomorrow for the Indiana Lions against the Clarksville Phoenix is going to tip off at 5 o'clock at Bostic Gym in Danville, which is a gym I know you're very familiar with, Coach. I did score some points in that gym back in the, back in the day. Here's what I remember. They didn't beat us. We, every time we went in that building, we won. Um, so tell me about the game today. Who'd they beat? They beat uh, they beat uh, the Music City Jazz. Of course, I wasn't at the game, right, so I couldn't right. give you any particular details. But right. 112-84 was the final score in that one. And then earlier in the day, the Clarksville Phoenix knocked off the St. Louis Spirits. So that means, you know, by tournament rules, they'll be facing each other in the championship here today. But this is a Clarksville like team that, Indiana, that the Indiana Lions actually split the series with during the regular season. They lost at home to Clarksville, but then they went to Clarksville and beat them on mm-hmm. the road and that was one of the games that they won. That was 15 wins of their last 16 games to close the regular right. season for the Indiana Lions. So they've really gotten on a good stretch here to close the regular season. And Indiana, they could win their first regional championship since 2001 when they won the North Central region back in 2021. Right. So what's the reason they're playing so well down this uh, down the stretch, so to speak? Well, they've really just been gelling together. They've also uh, they ha- they've lost a couple of players to a couple of players getting a couple of pro contracts elsewhere. Good. But uh, one, uh, in particular, though, uh, uh, Jordan Heidelberg, who is a Warren Central graduate, he has really come on strong as their big point guard. And then, of course, Gerald Campbell, he has been averaging north of 30 points in five of the last six <laughs> games for the right. Indiana Alliance. So not only has he been getting hot, but he but so has the rest of the team getting hot as well. So they've really just got in to gotten into a really good groove and yeah, they're like you know, it's the proverbial cliche getting hot at the right time, but right. Gerald Campbell, right. he has really been the glue that has held this Indiana Alliance team together in in even going through that rough patch at the start of the season, they've clicked down the stretch and now they're going to be playing for some hardware here coming up tomorrow. We need to find Gerald Campbell. We need we need him to have the ball in his hands and let him make some decisions. You I mean thirty a thirty a game? I don't care what league you're playing in. That's impressive. 
Yes, yes it is. And he had uh, season-high 43 points against the St. Louis Spirits back wow. on fe- February 19th. And, and, of course, keep in mind, though, that is with the unique rules of the ABA as well. A couple of those big performances right. came off of some 3D right. rules, which means whenever a 3D light is on, that could mean a three-point basket is a four-point basket. Or you could get three free throws instead of two, depending on how things shake out. So <laughs> the ABA basketball is a unique breed, and so it thus it creates a lot of interest scoring opportunities for these guys to take advantage of he's kurt darling he's pretty good at what he does we're glad you called kurt thanks so much best of luck to the lions and thanks for all you you do for indiana sports talk thank you coach and i'll call you on saturday i'll look forward to it thanks very much coming up we got more basketball to talk about brendan king i, I need you to help me catch up on what's going on with the NCAA. I, I am TV-less. I don't know TV-less? How I in the allow, Bob room? Oh, I don't, I, listen, I, I worry so much about myself at this uh, advanced stage. I know I'm coming up on an, another birthday, but why I don't have a television in the Bob room is way beyond me. Uh, gone through a bunch, and so, you know, it's a long and crazy story of changing providers and you you know what i mean uh i don't know why other than the fact that my wife and i are old i'm i still cling to uh direct tv and so uh it changed and this that and the other and so i i just don't have a tv so if you can help me out and i understand i have my phone in front of me but uh, I'm not the greatest multitasker there is, and so I really do try to pay attention to the people I'm talking with. And so I, I haven't gone, to, I haven't looked at my phone to see who's. I've listened to you on the scoreboard updates, so catch me up on what's going on. Well, coach, let me preface any scoreboard update here and say that if you get it, it is my, now my mission. It is now my mission to get you a television in the Bob room because if it is true that DirecTV is your provider, if I install a television for you in the Bob room, that means you can watch South Bend Cubs baseball on Marquee Sports Network because – Marquee Sports oh. Network comes with DirecTV. So if you want to watch some no. South Bend Cubs this summer, Coach, you right. need a TV Yo, no, ASAP. No I, I do. I want to hear my boy. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, the TV's not the problem. I have – I have. this will sound stupid, but I have I, – I literally have three TVs that I haven't gotten out of a box. Goodness. <laughs> we got to so change like, that, brother. Why don't you invite uh, me over? No, I'll come over for dinner. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll install the TV. Uh, before I leave for South Bend, and we'll get that done for you. All right, I think we can make that work. I'm, we may have to take you to some of the finer establishments here in Franklin. I think you'd, en- <laughs> you'd enjoy that. So the IU game is tomorrow. tomorrow night at God knows when, sometime in the middle of the night. Yeah, 8 fo- uh, 8.40 scheduled, but we'll see. You know, NCAA tournament tip times can be very far off, especially if the prior game goes a little long. So, yeah, scheduled for 8.40 right. Miami and Indiana tomorrow from Albany. You know, you normally look at a, a college basketball game being two hours, two two out two two hours two two fifteen somewhere in that range is about how it normally works out. So, you, you know, it, but the problem is when you have multiple games, multiple sites. Now you start to add that extra ten fifteen minutes in between, and it starts to multiply, and it can stretch things out. So, man, this is the former administrator in me trying to explain well that's why it happens i i got that but um it, it's uh, it's just interesting some really i i watched um 
uh, I was able – I watched the Arkansas-Kansas game. I actually sat there – this is rare. My wife sat down and started watching it, she, and she was intrigued. You'll love this. She was intrigued by the Arkansas team because she loved their shoes. <laughs> okay. No, I can't – listen, I can't make this stuff up. This is a coach's wife, right, <laughs> who dealt with my career for all those years. She said, oh, who's the team with the cool shoes? And I said, that'd be Arkansas. She said, those are really nice. So she's rooting for for Arkansas, and she was excited that they won. So that was a fun game to watch. That was really a fun game to watch. Big time, Coach. And, I mean, number one seeds are kind of dropping like flies as we speak, but you know, it just shows the unpredictability of the tournament and – a team like Princeton going to the Sweet 16, second straight year that a 15 seed has done that. I mean, I think there was a spectacular game today between Tennessee and Duke. Volunteers win that I one. I watched that game. Yeah, yeah so I that, watched that game too. That was fun. I mean, Penn State really put up a fight just after we went live here tonight. Texas held on, but Penn State just lost by five. And then Northwestern even, Coach, uh, UCLA beat them. But Northwestern was within about five points for much of that game. So you're seeing some good ones and should be even better tomorrow. Yeah, you know, the uh, Duke-Tennessee game uh, was basically put on the pads and slug it out. Oh, my. That yeah. was the, oh, man, it was, it was a very – you expected it because that's how um, – that number one, that's how Tennessee plays. Uh, and they, you know, they, they are a very physical basketball team, and they're going to defend you. Uh, it was a fun game to watch, and um, they just muscled up on Duke, and, and Duke played well, um, just didn't have uh, the weapons they needed to, to take care of. Devontae Davis down the stretch, he was phenomenal. And so, no, Devontae Davis played for Arkansas, but it's just a um, – it was kind of fun to watch. So, full day tomorrow, great games coming up tomorrow. And, Watching IU will be a lot of fun. All right, Brendan King, scoreboard update coming up with you. We'll toss it to you because you're actually the star of the show. I just fill in the time between your scoreboard updates. So, Brendan King coming up next on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We will recap your sports Saturday one final time here at 1130 before you preview what's coming up tomorrow at 11.45 in the NCAA tournament today. San Diego State to the Sweet 16 over Furman, 75-52. Tennessee blows out Duke, 65-52. Arkansas over number one seed Kansas by a penny, 72-71. It was 15 seed Princeton to the Sweet 16 against Missouri, 78-63. Top seeded Houston beat Auburn, 81-64. Two-seeded Texas got a good challenge from Penn State, but the Longhorns win it 71-66, and UCLA holds on to beat Northwestern 68-63. Lone game remaining, under 14 minutes to go. Second half, Alabama up on Maryland 40-30. Pacers fall to the Sixers 141-121 in the IHSAA Basketball State Tournament. State championship games are set from Class 4A next week. Kokomo played a just an absolute heck of a game against Penn in semi-state. 58-57 down the stretch. Kokomo moves on to face Ben Davis in the 4A state title game. In Class 3A next week, it'll be Northwood taking on Garen Catholic. Class 2A features Fort Wayne Blackhawk going against Linton Stockton. And in Class A, it's Indianapolis Lutheran versus Southwood. Congratulations to the Bethel Pilots, champions of the NCCAA over Clinton College tonight. 78-72. 
Indiana Tech falls in the NIIA National Championship to the College of Idaho, 73-71. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. What would Indiana Sports Talk be without Hoosier Basketball Magazine? Quite frankly, I'm not sure we'd be on the air, thanks to Gary Donna all those years ago for his great leadership and advice and friendship. Now we continue because of the great uh, involvement and uh, concern of the publisher of the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, Kip Westner. Kip, how are you tonight? Hi, Bob. Uh, saw a lot of Class 2A basketball. I was at the Berry Bowl okay. this morning with uh, a couple of great games and then uh, nightcap at Southport. So uh, 2A looks like it's in good hands for uh, a great championship game next week, and I know they'll all be great. I have but, the uh, uh, I have the honor of doing that on TV next week, so – if there's someone who can screw it up, I believe it's me. <laughs> so, well, I think the way the, the uh, black, talent, black the talent hockey. and the players in that game, it's uh, it's going to be an outstanding show. I'll tell you, Linton can shoot the three. And you know what's amazing? I saw them in January, right. and uh, in the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, they had 18 points. They hit six three-pointers, didn't have any free throws, wow. didn't have any two-point field goals. They had six three-pointers, 18 points. And uh, I know you probably heard about the game, but boy, tonight this Logan Webb had 15 points in the first quarter. They had 18 Man. again tonight, and uh, Joey Hart had the other three. But I, I think they had like uh, five three pointers just in the uh, you know first half, just knocking down shots. Purdue right, probably could use right. some of that uh, three point shooting last night. But let you think, stroke it, yeah. no question. It's what they do. It's their mo. I mean, they they they're they're great in transition. Uh, they have got multiple guys, as you saw, can knock down jump shots. Well, Joey Hart is just uh, an outstanding player. But you're right about the way they they guard and the way they move transition. They they did this little trapping half court, and uh, it really got Brownstown. Um, flustered because well, they were down 34 to 20 at halftime it was you know a three-point game at the first quarter and the second quarter Lenton just blitzed them but uh you know when you got Jack Benner I think he wound up with 32 yeah. and uh kind of put him on the shoulders and uh reared back they were down two points with a minute seven or a minute one or a minute something to go and then of course Lenton was able to pull away but yeah, the uh, I'll tell you the size of Fort Wayne Blackhawk and the three-point shooting of Linton will make for an interesting contrast. I mentioned this Kellen Pickett uh, last uh, last night when we were talking about Fort Wayne Blackhawk right. six-eight sophomore, right. and boy, he is really good. But uh, in this game against twenty-first uh, century this morning, uh, Josh first he was ten for ten on free throws, not for the game, but he was ten for ten in the first half. <laughs> Had 18 points in the first half. He wound up with 26, and uh, they won 82 or 88 to 82. But it was a game of streaks and runs against uh, 21st Century. 21st got out 11 to 2, and then by halftime, it was 42 to 20 with Blackhawk in the lead. And then in the third quarter, same kind of thing. uh, uh, Ashton Williamson, kind of like the Jack Benner against Linton. He just goes off on three-pointers, taking the ball to the basket. I think he wound up with 29 for the game. They cut it to two, 
And then, of course, uh, Fort Wayne Blackhawk was making their free throws, and they were able to, uh, you know, advance with a, a six-point win. But it was a really a great game this morning. And then uh, I know you know about the Lewis Cass three-point win over Wapahani. Right, right. And, uh, you know, there's an interesting tidbit about that game. Hayden McLean, who hadn't scored a basket the entire game, uh, score was score was tied under a minute to go. And he hits a three-pointer from the corner for his only three Hmm. points of the game, and it was the difference Mm -hmm. in the game. So uh, that was a a great ending for uh, Lewis Cass in that morning session. Uh, Tyson Good, their top senior, had 23 points. But, yeah, the the Berry Bowl, you know, it's it's an outstanding venue. It It uh, is, yeah. uh, Four great teams this morning. And then Southport tonight, boy, it was a great atmosphere as well, especially um, when you're watching Linton just rain those threes. All right, so you know the matchups. So tell me what you think about these championships coming up next Saturday. Well, in 4A, the Hoosier Basketball Magazine did fairly well. We got uh, Ben Davis and Kokomo, two of the top five teams rated. And the two teams that lost tonight, Brownsburg and Penn, were two of the other uh, top five Mm -hmm. teams. So we had four of the top five teams playing tonight. Right. And I guess uh, from what I heard about Brownsburg and Ben Davis, it was a one-point lead at uh, halftime for Brownsburg right. and right. boy uh, Ben Davis, which they're just so deep and so talented and so strong, they flex their muscle to pull away. And I know they had a running clock against Bloomington North in the morning session. So uh, you know you got to figure that uh, Ben Davis, with an undefeated record, is is the team to to beat, or if they call a favorite, you know we don't have betting lines or anything like that. So right. underdog and favorite are hard to come by, but. I'll tell you, uh, Flory Bavunga with his uh, crew from Kokomo, what do you have, uh, 30 points in the morning session, mm-hmm. I know, and probably another 30 points yeah. in the evening. And so that will be interesting. I've, I've only seen Kokomo a couple of times, and I think if their supporting cast can knock down some threes, it'll at least put some pressure on Ben Davis. Mm-hmm. But the thing that mm-hmm. makes Ben Davis so good, as you know, is just their defensive pressure. They just right. haunt right. you from the, from the tip. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. And then uh, mentioned the 2A game and Northwood. Uh, we had them ranked uh, number three in the Hoosier Basketball Magazine. And I'll tell you, Bobby Allen and his Garen Catholic uh, team really had an outstanding day today because um, yeah, they did. They beat, uh, North, they beat North Davies, the defending 1A champion, in uh, right. the first game and then came back with a pretty handily win over Scottsburg. And I like that Scottsburg team. You're going to hear from them so next year, I'm sure. Right. They've got uh, right. four four underclass players in their starting lineup. And, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Lutheran when they knocked off Bloomfield last week and the fact that they come back, beat Bloomfield last week and beat Ligoti this week. And then uh, Rock Creek, uh, they'll they'll be a team to watch out for. But how about uh, Southwood? They had a they have a losing record going into the second yes. round. I've won five, right. five right. games to uh, put themselves in a – and a state championship deal with a new coach. I know that um, John Burr, who had been there uh, for so many years, they won five sectionals over the last six years, and they had a state runner-up in there as well. And, boy, it didn't miss a beat this year just uh, marching through that no. Class 1A. Right. So, yeah, well, you great got story. Four, yeah. four really uh, great games, and uh, Bankers Life Fieldhouse will be a – an outstanding venue to host the 2023 state championship games. And we got our 
uh, state finals luncheon on Friday, I think, right? So it's a whole. That weekend is correct, and you're 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 stuck with me again. Uh, <laughs> I'm interviewing the coaches and the players. You know, uh, I've I've done it for a while. I, I enjoy the conversations. A couple of years ago, they called me and they said, "Hey, look, everybody likes uh, they like the interviews with the coaches. Would you mind?" interviewing uh some of their players <laughs> and i said yeah I me mean, yeah you're the guys who are always telling me that uh, they only have so much time and we got to speed things up and now you i mean i'll do whatever you want to be honest you know me you want me to do something all you have to do is ask i'll do it but uh it's it's fun it's always enjoyable to get uh, coaches up and, and something like that, and also to talk to the kids. It's a it's a well it's a great event. Um, you know the whole week, Kip. You know you got the Hall of Fame dinner on Wednesday, you got the luncheon on Friday, you got the games on Saturday. It's a great great week of basketball, and the top sixty workout on Sunday, March twenty. And the top, and wrap it all magazine. up with the top sixty. Top 60 workout, you know, we, we tried this uh, day after the state finals last year and had a really good turnout based on the spring break uh, fiasco that always bites the top 60 for boys right. when you do it in April. Right. So uh, I'll have a press release for that next week. We'll be able to talk more about the specifics, but it'll be at Marion University uh, starting at 1 o'clock, uh, eight or $8 admission. So it's uh, – well worth the time and the admission to see some of the best players in the state. And uh, that's on March 26th. But, yeah, I tell you, today, the uh, tournament atmosphere for high school basketball, <laughs> it's, it's just right. really it's really fun. And um, it's, it's why we go to the game. Hey, Kip, it's, what, yep. it's what drives us. So I appreciate it. I'm sorry I have to, have to go to a school board update. Thanks so much for the call. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye-bye. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. As usual, last update of the night at 11.45. Got to tell you what's coming up on your sports Sunday. The NCAA tournament tomorrow. What stands out? The four-seeded Indiana Hoosiers, who at 8.40 tomorrow evening on TNT from Albany, New York, go up against the five-seed Miami Hurricanes out of the ACC. Miami beat Drake in the first round. Of course, IU over Kent State in the round of 64. Hoosiers are two-point favorites. As again, the four and the five seeds getting together, Indiana and Miami. Other games tomorrow, they begin at noon. Three-seed Xavier goes against Pittsburgh from Greensboro. Then at 2.40, it's the Kentucky Wildcats against the Kansas State Wildcats. Good ball game between K-State and Kentucky. 5-15, Tom Izzo and the Michigan State Spartans go against Shaka Smart and the Marquette Golden Eagles. 6-10, it's UConn versus St. Mary's. Another intriguing ball game at 7-10. Scott Drew and the Baylor, Bra- Baylor Bears versus the Creighton Blue Jays. few teams hotter in the country right now than Creighton out of the Big East. Here's the game at 7-45. That's a little interesting. 16 seed Farley Dickinson after their win against Purdue versus Florida Atlantic. The late game at 9-40, Gonzaga and TCU. By the way, before we go, IHSAA state final time, Southwood, Indianapolis Lutheran. Next weekend, 10.30, 10.45, it's Fort Wayne Blackhawk, Linton Stockton, 6 o'clock, Northwood Gear and Catholic, 8.15, Kokomo, Ben Davis.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Dave Sockle from Southern Indiana Sports Productions joins us. He was at the Washington Semi-State. Washington, a 1A location. Indianapolis Lutheran beats Rock Creek Academy 55-47 in the final to advance to Gainbridge Fieldhouse next week. Dave, thanks so much for staying up late, calling back. And uh, what a day of basketball at the Hatchet House. Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, we had one of those games again. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the uh, Jennings County Miracle, where they never led until uh-huh. right at the end. And then, of course, last week, uh, I talked to you about uh, Bloomington North. Their only lead was with three seconds to go in that ball game, <laughs> And we had another one in the first right. game. It, Indianapolis oh. Lutheran trailed the whole time. And uh, with 22 seconds to go, they had a steal at backcourt, hit a layup, and held on for a 67-66 win over Ligoti. And, again, it was one of those uh, nail biters right to the end. Uh, Fantastic game. I mean, it's what Hoosier hysteria is all about. And the other two games were good, too. The second game, it was – Jackson Dell at Rock Creek, and uh, Rock Creek uh, comes away with the winner in that uh, ball game. But let me tell you, it was like a five to ten point game the whole time. Mm-hmm. Rock Creek mm-hmm. couldn't quite get past Jackson Dell, uh, and they finally hit some free throws, of course, at the end, and they won it 58 to 47. And then, of course, like you mentioned, uh, the championship. Again, same type of game. Rock Creek kind of held around against Indianapolis Lutheran, kept it uh, all around five to ten points, and uh, finally at the end, Lutheran hit some uh, free throws down the end and uh, beat Rock Creek by eight, fifty-five to uh, forty-seven, and uh, should be a real good state finals on Saturday in Indianapolis. As uh, again, Indianapolis Lutheran um, ranked eighth. Um, comes away with uh, the championship trophy there at Washington. You know, that Lutheran-Ligoti game must have been, as you described, must have been just a a, a nail-biter from start to finish. And, you know, it, it, these things happen. And you, as you pointed out, you've had quite a few of them lately where one team uh, is, you know, only takes the lead at the end, uh, which makes it even more heartbreaking if you're on the wrong side of it. Well, the other thing, too, is is that uh, Isaac Eagle of Ligoti, uh, right. I hate to say this, he's going to be a kid that remembers the uh, missed free throw. And it went down to the last play. Just with uh, uh, three seconds to go with the ball game and a two-point lead for Lutheran, he hits the first of uh, a two-shot foul and then missed the second one, and that was the ball game. And it just, you know, you hate that for the kid. You really do. Luther right. celebrating, but uh, he's standing there, okay, basically in the arms of uh, of one of the coaches and, you know, just can't, you know, believe that he missed that. And right. Uh, right. It, it was heartbreaking. But, you know, that's what Indiana basketball is all about. Yeah. All right, Dave. Couldn't have, you know, couldn't have done it without you. Dave Sockle well, from – it was uh, great. We, we love being at the Hatchet House. Uh, just like I said, if you've never been to the Hatchet House <laughs> – you need right. to go there. I agree with just you. Just for the atmosphere. Dave, thanks. Just the atmosphere. Just the atmosphere. Thanks a lot, Dave. Dave Sockle from Southern Indiana Sports Productions. Thanks, Dave. Have a great weekend, okay? We'll look forward to seeing you at the finals. You got it. I'll be there. All right. Thanks so much.
Sure up. Dave Sockle, th- thanks very much. Washington location. Lutheran from Indianapolis will represent that uh, location. They'll take on um, for the 1A championship. They'll play Southwood. That's a game I'll be doing on the uh, IHSA Champions Radio Network next weekend. Very fortunate to be doing that. I'll be doing the 2A game on television. So uh, looking forward to that. Have some fun. Final break. Final thoughts. Brad Huber and I are going to talk IU women's basketball in the NCAA tournament when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, the legendary Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brad Huber and his wife went down to Bloomington to watch the uh, women play today in the NCAA tournament. You come back with good news. The number one seed continues to play very, very well with a very, very big win today. Yeah, good win for the Indiana Hoosiers. The uh, women Hoosiers sort of struggled in that Big Ten tournament a couple of weeks ago in Minneapolis. Uh, so it was kind of good for Coach Moran to get a couple of weeks of rest, and they came out uh, rested and refreshed, and uh, it was a struggle really to begin the game. It was tied at 18 after the first quarter, but then Indiana went on a 17 nothing run and never really looked back in this ball game and eventually pulled away to win by 30 Sydney Parrish, Grace Berger for the Hoosiers combined for 46 points. Yarden Garzon had 12 as well. And, uh, yeah, Indiana will move on, and they'll play, well, like the men, they'll play Miami of Florida Hurricanes in the second round on Monday. How ironic is that? Also, <laughs> uh, Grace Berger did not play in this game, correct? Uh, Mackenzie Holmes did not play in this ball oh, game. McKenzie the uh, right. first-team right. All-American for Coach Morin and the IU women's basketball team, which I do have to say, Indiana, the only school to have a first-team All-American on both the men's and the women's side, with Mackenzie Holmes on the women and Trace Jackson Davis on the men's side. So an impressive performance by the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, she was being rested today. Uh, knee soreness was the listed the mm-hmm. reason why she was not playing today. They are very optimistic that they will have her back for the game against the Miami coming up on Monday, and they are going to need her for that game on Monday. Is this going to be a much, much tougher, uh, right. tougher ball game? That second game today, Coach Miami was down thirty-seven to twenty at halftime, and then went on a like a thirty-one to nine run, wow. and uh, ended wow. up winning that ball game by two. Oklahoma State had a shot to try to win at the buzzer, but uh, a great comeback by Miami to get that win in game two today at uh, at the Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Well, Lily Meister stepped up and played big without Mackenzie Holmes. They're going to need her to redo that this next time out. Yeah, she was 3 or 4 from the field today for 7 points, and uh, that presence down low uh, really did a good job in Mackenzie Holmes' place, and she's got a lot of playing time, and uh, I think she'll be back on the second team uh, for Indiana once we get Mackenzie back on Monday. But, uh, yeah, she did a great job stepping up in her place down in the low post for the Hoosiers today. So it's IU and uh, Miami this weekend and Monday. So uh, I think it's ironic, uh, men and women playing uh, each other. Uh, how how about a 2-0 sweep cool. for the Hoosiers over Miami That's the next two days? For. That's what we're looking for. All right, Brad, thank you. Have fun. Great job. 
enjoy the game. Uh, I know you're going to be working with us next weekend and getting ready for the state finals. Brad Huber, well done. Thanks to Brad. Thanks to Brendan King. A fantastic job as always. Thanks so much to our great stations around the state to bring you the show on Friday and Saturday night. You've helped make us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.